before him in only a knee-length mantle of loosely beaded seashells that did little to hide her athletic body. Blonde hair tumbled to her waist. The fake sister had something else hidden beneath her robe. Backing away from him, she grasped a black rooster by its neck in one hand, an opened bottle of Jamaican rum in the other. The rooster, sedated by strong rum poured down its throat, was alive, though it wouldn't survive for long. Galen watched as she twisted the head off the bird and tossed its lifeless body to the ground. Though the headless rooster was dead, it ran in ever wider circles until it finally dropped, blood gushing from its neck. The woman grabbed the rooster's pulsating body and held it, along with the bottle, over her head. Warm blood and strong alcohol poured down her face, mixing with beads of sweat on her bare neck and breasts. Drawing ever closer to Galen, she began dancing a slave dance with wild bambula, her sultry moves daring him to join her. The percussive melody pervading the park had become more frantic as if feeding on the strength of the two dancers. Her beaded wrap glistened with sweat and blood as the drumming reached a crescendo. When it did, she stopped dancing, standing upright in front of Galen. She smacked his forehead with her bloody palm, and he went immediately to his knees, grabbing his temples as if they were about to explode. He was no longer Galen LeBlanc when he got off the ground. He was now Baron Samdi. The voodoo deity had taken possession of his body. The woman began dancing again, slowly at first, her gestures more sexually overt. Caught in a similar sexual frenzy, Baron Samdi grabbed the woman, reclined her on the cold stone, and began humping her in a ritual manner. Upon completion of the wild yet simulated performance, a man burst from the shadows and approached the couple. Built like an all-pro linebacker, the large man was also tall. His crooked smile gave him a fierce look in light reflecting from the full moon. Moving away from Baron Samdi, he danced toward the man with unkempt hair and then blew something up his nose. Whatever she had done caused an instant and noticeable change in his persona. A mischievous smile replaced his scowl almost instantly. He continued smiling as she tore open the front of his shirt and clawed deep scratch marks down his chest with her long fingernails. Frenetic voodoo drumming continued as she rested her hands on his shoulders, stood on her tiptoes, and mauled him with her lips. This is the night you've waited for, my handsome lover. The great Gede himself has sent Baron Samdi to accompany you. Tonight he will help you get revenge on someone that has wronged you. She turned when Baron Samdi spoke. You are not yet done. You have one more thing to do before my needs are satisfied. The woman smiled and prostrated herself in front of Baron Samdi, crawling toward him on her belly and then licking his shoes with her long tongue. I pray you will return him safely to my bed, she said. Baron Samdi smiled as he dusted his tuxedo, reached into his pocket, removed a frightful object, and showed it to her. He will have his revenge, and I will have another nipple for my collection. As Baron Samdi departed Congo Square, a bus passed on the street, its motor saturating humid summer air with the momentary odor of burning diesel. Before he had disappeared through the gate, the tall man lifted the woman and bent her over a park bench where they repeated much of the carnal action she and Galen slash Samdi had enjoyed. This time it wasn't simulated. She pointed toward the entrance to the square after pushing him away. Go now. Follow Baron Samdi and return triumphant to my bed before the sun rises. 
voodoo drumming had ceased, no longer masking the noisy confusion of nearby Bourbon Street, as the man followed Baron Samdi out of the square and vanished into the night. Not far away, a dog howled at the moon, the mournful sound melding with the screech of brakes on North Rampart. As a tugboat coming up the river sounded its whistle, a dark cloud shrouded the light of the moon. The ensuing darkness masked the man as he left the nun alone in Congo Square and followed Baron Samdi down to Rue St. Peter.